Iruvin daf pegimel. The last thing we were discussing was the amount you need for iruv tehomin. We saw machloket of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. It was two seudot, uh, whether it was Shabbat more, Hall more. Uh, they were trying to be lenient. Then we saw another machloket between Rabbi Yohanan ben Beroka and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yohanan shiur ended up being uh, something like a half a kav. And Rabbi Shimon's came out to be something like two ninths of a kav. And the Mishnah said the same mahluket they have, the the bread of Iruv, the same mahluket they have when it comes to staying in a Metzorah's house, the amount of time it takes to eat half of that loaf of bread, and his clothing need to be washed, and a quarter of that loaf of bread is the size of food you have to eat, of uh, that is tamed in order to make your body tamed uh, and you, in order for you to be able to eat rumah you have to go to the mikveh and with that we are starting the last uh, line of pebet amud bet hatsia de beta menuga ve hatsia hatsia de solta gavia half of that loaf for the mitzora house and a quarter for the to making the you tamed to eat rumah tana we learned in the Braita, hatsia 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 one eighth of this loaf of bread le tametum at ochalin Anyone who eats or touches food, the eighth of this uh, loaf of bread, it becomes tameh. Anything less than an eighth of this bread is not tameh. Betana dan, my tama lotane, tumato chalin. So artana, one day you just uh, continue. You said half, a quarter, once you say an eighth also. My tama lotane tameh, tumato chalin. Once you teach about tumato chalin. And the Gemara explains, mishum de lo shavu because their shi'ur are not exact. Meaning, some say it's a little bit more than eight, some say it's a little bit less than eight, and therefore the, the, they didn't want to mention the Tanya. We learned in Baita, Kama Shi'ur Hatsi Pras, what's a half of a Pras, which I could figure out if I eat that much bread in whatever that amount of time is, I, and I, that amount of time in the Mitzvah's house on Tameh, two medium sized eggs minus a little bit, Divre Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Shetebetzim, Sohakot, two big eggs. Shi'eh Rabbi, Shetebetzim, Ve'od. Rabbi did a calculation, what's the shore of a kab, and he found that it's more than 24 eggs, and that made the loaf of bread, which is one-third, uh, a little bit more than eight uh, eggs, and a quarter of that is a little bit more than two eggs. So the Gemara asks, Kama ve'od, how much uh, more is a little odd? So the Gemara says, One twentieth of each egg. So all you have to do is add one twentieth to each egg. And I guess for two eggs, they would probably add a tenth of an egg. One twentieth, two one twentieths is one tenth. Ve'ilu tum'at ochalim tanya. But when it came to figuring out the size of tum'ah, uh, of food, we learned in the Brayta, Rabbi Natan v'Rabbi Dosa Amru, they both said, she'amru kamoa v'chiklipata. The egg that they were talking about, that is the size to be metameh food, it's the size of a big egg plus the, she, uh, the shell around it. The, the size of the egg without its shell on it. Now, bottom line, nobody's giving me exact numbers, and uh, I can't, uh, so I can't add it into the Mishnah. I can't say one eighth in the Mishnah when no one's giving me exact numbers. Rabbi Uda didn't give me numbers, he just said less than two. Rabbi Yossi said a little bit more than two. Uh, 
you have Rabina Tanabido Sa over here telling me the size of an egg plus uh, plus or minus the uh, the shell. Bottom line is nobody's giving me a straight answer, therefore the Mishnah couldn't uh, add it in. Amara Fram Bar Papa, Amara Hasda, this is Braita that holds that a half of pras or half of loaf of bread is the size of two eggs. It's, it's according to Rabbi that they hold that it's two eggs, and the Mahloket is if it's a small two eggs or big two eggs. That the size of a half a pras is the size of an egg plus another half an egg that is big. Mar Hachamim, and who's these Hachamim who say this? Rabbi Yochanan ben Beroka. It's Rabbi Yochanan ben Beroka who holds that the law for the Iruv is a quarter of a kav, which is six eggs, and a quarter of six eggs is one and a quarter. So the Gemara says Pshita. Well, obviously that uh, that according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Beroka, the shiur is an egg and a quarter. What's Rav Hasta coming to, to be mechadesh to us? So the Gemara explains, no, he's coming to, to explain to me that we're talking about a big one and a half eggs and not a small one and a half eggs. Kiatar Avdimi, when Avdimi came from Eretz Alta Babel, Amar, he said, Shiger Bonyus le Rebi, a man by the name of Bonyus sent to Rebi, Modia de Kundis de Mineusai. He sent this big utensil, big bolus or something like that, that holds a seah inside. It's called a Modia de Kundis. It comes from the city called Neusa. And and Rabbi was able to measure 217 eggs. So now the Gemara asks, this this that you talk about. If it's from the desert, it's 144 eggs. If it's if it's the size of a seah that is Yerushalmi, it's 173 eggs. We eat the tzipori, and if it's from tzipori, the size of the se'ah, ma'ataim v'sheva havyan, then it's 207. And just to get a quick idea of what the, what the Gemara is asking, is when B'nai Israel were in the desert, they had, uh, they had uh, sizes, with, with the, let's say they called it a se'ah, and a se'ah had was able to fit 144 eggs. Then they came to Yerushalayim, they became rich, and they added a fifth, 20% of what it was, and they added that on top of it. So now that which is, we, which is now called a sixth, an outside sixth, a shtut milebar. It's like imagine $5 and add a dollar, we add one fifth, and now you have $6. So that became now one sixth. So same idea. So bottom line is they added an extra fifth, which ended up being like something like 29 eggs which now made it 173 eggs minus a fifth, something like that. Then they got the tzipori, and they were a little bit more rich, and they said now a se'ah is going to, we're going to add another fifth to that, which is in like another sixth milibar, which ended up being something like 34 eggs and like three-fifths of an egg. And bottom line is the it all ended up being something like 207 and change eggs. So now the question goes to Rabbi. Rabbi, you measured a se'ah 217 eggs, but the biggest it could possibly get to is 207 eggs. So what exactly are you talking about? So the Gemara explains, Le'olam, the tzipori. No, we're talking about the tzipori se'ah. Aiteh halta she'de'alayhu. This, uh, this uh, ball was able to not just fit a se'ah according to tzipori, but plus the 124th, which was 
the extra 10 eggs. So now put it all together, it was the 207 for the se'ah, plus the halal, the hafashat halal that was on top of it, that got to 217. So now the Gemara doesn't understand, but hafashat halal is usually 1 out of 24 for a ba'alabayit. How many eggs do you have to give for hafashat halal? So the Gemara explains, Tamane, you have to give 8 eggs. And as she explains, you have uh, eight eggs. It was one twenty-fourth of 192. And the other 15 that was left, uh, they weren't makpid. That's the way she explains it. And uh, Tosafot brings a rah that was uh, goris that there wasn't eight, it was nine. He has a whole different hashbon. But either way, if you give eight akate batsarle, it doesn't get to 217 eggs. Ela, you have to explain. They added in this case, they didn't just count regular eggs, they counted the, the extra 120th of an egg that they put on each egg, and that's how they got to it. And if that's the case, it should be more than 217. So the Gemara explains, or didn't reach to an exact kabetza, so the Rabbi didn't uh, count it. Now this is based on the second perush of Rashid. She has a first perush, but he himself pushes it away, so I'm not bringing it now. The se'ah of the Yerushalmi is bigger than the mid, uh, the, the one of the Midbar uh, by a sixth. And we explained, it's like they added one fifth and altogether together was sixth. And the one from Tzipori is more than the Yerushalmi a sixth. Now we see that a se'ah from Tzipori is bigger than the one in the Midbar by a third. So the Gemara asks, Shlish Deman, what do you mean a uh, third? Third of, from which way third? Ilema Shlish Demidbarit, if you want to say adding a third of the one in the Midbar, Mikdi, let's say this, wait a second, let's check. Shlish Demidbarit, Kama Have, what's a third of the of the one from the Midbar, of the Se'ah of the Midbar? Arba'in Utmania would have been 48 eggs. Ve'ilu Odfa Shitin Utlat, but we added, but but uh, the, the Tzipori Se'ah is 63 more than the one in than the one from the midbar, the one in the midbar was one forty four. The one in the uh, in Tzipori was two hundred seven and two fifths. You want to tell me it's a third of the one from Yerushalmi? What's a third of that? It comes out to be f- uh, fifty eight minus a third, fifty seven and two thirds. And again, the the Tzipori, uh, the Tzipori one is uh, 63 more. So what's the third of uh, the Tzipori one? It ends up being 70 minus 1, which is 69. But we know the Se'av Tzipori is more than the Midbari by 63. So what exactly are you talking about? What type of third? This is what he meant. The Braitas lament like this. The Tzipori one is more than the Midbari one, close to a third. And the third of the Tzipori comes out to almost a half of the Midbari. 
the the third of the tzipori is sixty nine, and uh, which is uh, close to half of the midbari because the midbari ends up being something like seventy two, hundred forty four, seventy two. Okay, matkif la rabina. Rabina doesn't like this, and he asks a question. Midi karov karov katanei. Does it say karov karov almost almost? It didn't say almost. It said the third. This is what the Brayta meant. A third of the Tzipori one, including the extra one twentieth that the Rebbe would add to each egg, is more than half of the Midbarit one, which is 72, uh, by, uh, by something like a third of a Betzah. From the head of your dough, you should give hafashat hala terumata asher. Now, what exactly is the amount you have to give hafashat hala? Whatever the amount the people usually make for dough when they're trying, when they're trying to bake. So, what's considered aisa? Whatever the amount that they used to do in the midbar. Okay, what's the size they used to do in midbar? And Mikan Amru Kemah seven quarters of flour plus a little bit more. And that's what's Hayevit Behala. Shehen, and they are Shisha Shalirushalmit. There are six log of Yerushalayim. Shehen Hamisha Shal Tsipori, that is a five log of Tsipori. And remember, it always went down a sixth. And the basic um, um, uh, calculation is like this, that uh, if A has uh, three Se'a, Se'a has six Kav, a Kav has four Log, a Log has six eggs, which comes out to be that a reg- in if A has 72 Log, a tenth of that is seven Log. And we said, uh, so that's seven Log, and you have an extra two Log, which are equal to 12 eggs. And one-tenth of those are an egg and two-fifths of an egg. So now, bottom line is, an egg, what comes out is that an ifa is seven log and, and one uh, and one-fifth one one egg uh, in the midbar. And as the size of the se'ah became bigger, again, hafashat hala stayed the same size. So whatever isa is, it always stayed the same size. And just minus a six, then minus a six, and that's how they got two, uh, the, the five of tzipori. Now, but we're going back to the Midrash. Since Akadosh Baruch Hu told people to go collect that much man, whoever eats this size, blessed is he, he's eating whatever his, his body needs. More than that, he's a person who's hungry, he's just trying to eat a lot. A person who's uh, eating less than that, is messed up in his, uh, in his insides. And as a side note, there a lot has been discussed in exactly, uh, n- number one, the size of the eggs of Tzipori to what we consider eggs today, the another Pithet Shuvah in the Halachot of Hafashat Hala brought down the Tzlah, that he says that may, our eggs are maybe half the size of what they used to be. And basically, how do we get to that, uh, how do we get to that measurement and that weight or that volume is mahlukit uh, between from the Rishonim to the Haronim. Very interesting, so get to get into. Now, the next Mishnah starts. And Shehatzer Vehan Shemir Peset, the people of a courtyard which are on the bottom, the people of the Mirpeset, which is the balcony which is on top. Each group did Ayruv on their own. 
However, shachehu velo irvu, they didn't do an iruv together, right? Kol shegavu asar tefachim. So anything in the hatzer that is bigger than, that is taller than ten tefachim, lamir pes, it goes to the people in the balcony. Pachot mikan, anything under that, it belongs to the people in the hatzer. Choliatabor. So again, you have a hole in the ground, and you put you took out the dirt, and you put it around it this way. You now made from the bottom of the hole, which is in the ground, to where the top of the dirt surrounding uh, this hole is ten tefahim high, or vehasela, or a rock. Givoim asarat fahim. If it's taller than ten tefahim, lamirpesa belongs to the people in the marpeset, and uh, it's theirs. Pachot mikan, anything shorter than that belongs lahatzer. It belongs to the people in the hatzer. Now, b'med v'raimamurim, what's all this? Bismucha. This is all if it's close. Right? I mean, if the this hole in the ground is close to the mirpeset, if this rock is close to the mirpeset, aval bemufleged. If it's too far, afilu gevorah asarat fahim. Even if it's tall, ten tefahim, it still belongs lahatzer. Vezo hismucha. What's considered close? Kol sheenare hokar bat fahim. If it's not further than four tefahim, but one minute, it's more further than four tefahim. It's already not shayach to the hatzer. Now the Gemara is going to give us a whole bunch of pshitas, simple things that they understand. Pshita lezeba petach velezeba petach. If there's an area which is easy for both the people downstairs in the hatzer and the people upstairs in the balcony to use, hainu halon sheben shete hatzerot. It has the same din as a window under ten tefahim wide, four tefahim that uh, both uh, hatzerot are sharing that window. They could uh, share. They could do an iruv each on their own. They could do an iruv together, whatever they feel. Because it's mamash part of both. Same thing. This uh, any area that uh, is easy access to both areas is considered uh, a connection, and they could even do uh, one big iruv. Same thing. What's pashut? If to both of them, it's very hard for me to use, and the only way I can get to you is if it's if I if I uh, throw to that area. So uh, you have a balcony and a hatzer, uh, and you have an area which the only way to get to it is by throwing. It's hard to use, and therefore it's not it's not really connected to the top people, the bottom people. That's a wall that is ten tefahim tall, four tefahim wide between two hatzerot, and they, uh, people of the the hatzerot can carry from the kotel to their back to their homes. Because uh, both areas have a hand in that kotel. If they both have to throw downwards or to send down with a rope downwards, that's the same deen as a haritz, a hole that is uh, 10 tefahim uh, deep, between two hatzerot, and they both can carry. It's too deep, and uh, no one is considered uh, the owner of that area. And again, next, the, the fourth pshita. If to one of them I I have easy access and to the other one they have a rough time getting to that area. It's the same deen like what Rabba Baravuna said in the name of Rabba Haman. Over there the case was you have a wall between two Hatserot. I guess one Hatser is above the other Hatser and you have a wall over there. To one hatzer, the 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 one on top, the wall is easy access. To the one on the bottom, the wall is hard access. So we obviously give it to the one that's easy access. Now the fourth pshita, If to one of them I have an easy access, and the other one, I just have to throw it downwards. I lower it down with the rope. 
Hainu the Rav Shizvi Amar Rav Nachman. It's the same halacha as Rav Shizvi said in the name of Nachman with the hole in between two uh, two uh, courtyards. We end up giving it to whoever, uh, whichever courtyard ha- uh, doesn't. It's not that deep too, meaning the one who has easy access to it. So if you have that hole and to one side it's only eight uh, tefahim deep and to the other side it's ten tefahim deep, we give it to the side that it's eight tefahim deep. Now that's simple. Now here comes the question. So to one, one area you have to throw up to get to that reshut. Uh, and the other one you have to throw downwards to get down to that reshut. So who's the one that owns that area? The, who, meaning who has an easier access? The one throwing it down or the one throwing up? Amarav, at the end of the day, they both have a rough time with it. And therefore, Shnehen Asurin, too bad. The one who has to lower it down, they should get it. Why? Because compared to the other one, it's easy access because all you do is lower. But to throw it upwards is very, very hard. And at the end of the day, we go by uh, we go by which one has an easier access to it. Meaning, we're not going to go by in general. We're just going to go by one in regards to the other. This one has an easy time. That one has a rough time. We give it to the one who has an easy access. And even if it's only easy access in regards to the to the courtyard next to it. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.